With Capella University's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Building a stronger financial foundation? Good plan. Northwestern Mutual's Guide to Good Financial Planning can help you balance spending and saving, set goals, and start creating the life you want to be living. You'll learn how the tools in your financial plan reinforce each other to help you minimize taxes and offset potential risks. Grow your confidence by strengthening your finances today at northwesternmutual.com slash goodplan. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show. Ten people I would like to meet while cruising the U.S. That's the idealist of the day that we're looking at. And again, these idealists are posted by anybody who wants to on notepad.com, N-O-T-E-P-D.com. We'll take our favorite idealist each day and talk about it. So this one is by... Eunice, I don't know how to pronounce the name, Y-O-U-N-E-S, Harej, H-I-R-E-J. And he is founder and CEO of Akumo Inc., A-O-K-U-M-O Inc., uh, which is a technology company based in Japan. Looks interesting. So he wanted to figure out people he would like to meet while cruising the U.S. But first, let me ask you guys, uh, Robin, Jay, Paolo, who would you want to meet? Okay, I, I, need to, I want to ask you first. Like, like, like you know, like, out of four of us here, you're probably the most famous. Out of four. I, like, I don't you know probably about meet that. everyone here. Like, who would you that. want to meet? Well, out of these people, too, it would be interesting. Yeah. Well, well, first off, half the people on his list, by the way, I have met because they've all been on my podcast many times. Right. But we'll, we'll talk about his list in a second. Who would I want to meet? In the U.S. In the U.S. In the U.S. In the U.S. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think you ever venture out of U.S. before, but, uh, you know… <laughs> No, I've been outside the U.S. several oh, times. Do. Okay. But I don't know if there's anybody I'd go out of my way to meet, to be honest. <laughs> They'll come to like, your house. Yeah. yeah if they, I'm very lazy. Like I, And I feel, you know what? Thanks to the podcast, I've really met, you know, there's, we've had like 1,200 episodes or more. I've lost count. And I've met so many people who are on lists like these. And I don't know. I kind of like just not meeting any of them anymore. <laughs> so I've, really? I've, ta- I've talked to all of them. So I've talked Wait, to everybody if, I've wanted to meet. Not even Obama? Yeah, sure. If I, 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 it's always interesting talking to someone who's been president of the United States because like we did meet uh, Bill Clinton a few years ago mm-hmm. because they're going to have some insight into things that you have no comprehension of. Like they've seen everything in, in the world. But you know what? For me, like the highest goal is not a political goal. So... It's not the the thing I'm most fascinated with. I'm trying to think like who would I pay, for instance, to meet. There really isn't anybody on that list. Oh, yeah. you know what? Um, and I have met this guy. I would really like to talk to Judd Apatow about comedy. <laughs> He's actually agreed to come on the podcast, but he never did come on the podcast. So, but I don't know. I've we've, I've talked to so many comedians. I don't really need to talk to another one about comedy. So who 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 would maybe if you guys say yours, I'll, I'll be inspired. Right. What about Robin? I found Robin meets everyone too. I so would like, I, I would know. I would pay to meet Robin. Yes. 
<laughs> now, I think the number one person on my list would be Thomas Sowell. Oh, oh, right. So he's the economist at the Hoover Institute at Stanford. Yeah. Very smart. Um, if anybody reads anything by him or watch any of his YouTube he's videos, amazing. He, he studied under Milton Friedman, who was a, obviously a Nobel Prize winner of economics. And he's like 98 years old or something yeah. and still is just as smart and lucid or maybe even more smart than ever. And his, his videos are really fascinating. So amazing. Yeah. So he's my number one, I think. Oh. What about Paolo? Paolo, you're not from the state. You're not yeah, I'm not sure myself. Like, Italian, for, so. I have to admit, though, when I uh, when I was about to answer, I was gonna say that I hadn't met James yet, but then I remember that <laughs> I have actually met him. <laughs> and, right. and now you're on the podcast yeah, yeah, regularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, kind of, I feel like like I would have said Gary Kasparov, the chess player, but he's been on the podcast a billion times, and I've had dinner with him, and and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I Wait, think my so classic answer would be probably like Elon Musk. That would be my oh. second, I think. Oh, right. I would say for me, maybe Warren Buffett would be my would be up on my list. But just because for seventy years now, just about seventy years, he's been the greatest investor on the planet. So he he's got more. It's one of those cliches where he has more knowledge about investing. He's forgotten more about investing than I'll ever know uh, by a factor of ten. And it would just be interesting to get his honest insights. But the problem with someone like that is I don't know if he actually gives his honest insights on things because like many people in the public company world, they're limited in what they could talk about or they have such a huge agenda. It's sometimes hard to get honest answers from people. But Elon yeah, Musk mean, would be very interesting too. That would definitely be hard to hear what they actually right. think. I think actually from the from this list, they're mentioning uh, Nassim Taleb. And I think it was him who said, uh, you know, I want that you shouldn't ask for someone for like investment advice, but you should ask them for what is currently in their portfolio, right? Yeah, because exactly. that is the oh, right, right answer. Yes. Because if they believe in something, that they're going to invest in it. You know, someone. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy, to, you know, if like taking his words, it's easy to say anything if you don't have skin in the game, right? But by <laughs> the way, it's, it's interesting that you, that you <laughs> right. just said that. That you just said that last sentence because here's my thing about Nassim Taleb. You don't, first off, he's been on the podcast. He was a great guest. He was one of the first guests back in 2014. I wrote an email to him in 2002 asking if he had time to meet. I just wanted to meet him. And he he did respond and said, sure. But then I never responded to him <laughs> until 2014, like 12 years later. And then he came on the podcast. But you just need to know the titles of his books. You don't even have to read his books. Because like you just said, Paul, oh, he wrote a book called Skin in the Game. I don't have to read the book anymore. Like that title so accurately describes the concepts in the book that that's all you need to know is the title. Like if you don't, and the concept is if, if you don't have skin in the game, if you, if you're not personally either invested or have some thing that you're sacrificing, then, uh, you know, whether the game is investing or you're talking about home ownership or whatever, you're not going to really know about the domain and you're not a reliable source of information. So like, for yeah. instance, he says, journalists don't have skin in the game, but generals do. So I'd rather listen right. to a general mm -hmm. talking about military stuff than a journalist. Same thing with stocks. I would rather listen to an investor than a journalist who doesn't have any skin in the game. So that's, hmm. that's a classic example. And his, his book, Anti-Fragile, is of course that it's not just good to be 
he, he thinks most people and most of the world are fragile. Like if you just, if, if a bad thing happens, they fall apart. And people say, have often said persistence or, or, or resilience is the opposite of fragility. Like you keep going at it even when bad things happen. But his point with anti-fragile is that something should become stronger when bad things happen. And right. so that's what anti-fragile is about. Huh. Interesting. Well, so I'm Asian. I'm in the States. The person yeah. that I want to meet, I, I don't know. I just look at my skin. I, I felt like I'm Asian. Um, you have the skin in the game. Yeah. <laughs> the person that I want to meet is Trump. Yeah. Like, I just want to like, I just want to talk to him like, oh yeah, what's up? You know, it, it would be funny if I just walk up to me, hey, what's up? You know, and <laughs> yeah. I see what, what he's going to respond. Well, how do you think he would respond? I don't know. He just look at me. I, I don't know. That's why I want to he meet him. He like, would be nice. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's gonna be nice or whatever, but like, or, or he, he, or he would just nod. You know, he could be just nodding. I mean, like, you sometimes just want to talk to, like, you know, like the the person. Okay, the, if, if you could ask him a policy question though, or something about his presidency, what would you ask him? I don't know if I want if I would ask him about anything about policy because, like, like I say, I don't have skin in the game in politics. I would just, I, I would just. I'm just curious how his mind works, like how his thinking works. <laughs> you can uh, like, you like, can like read his how, books like, if he... and start from there. Oh right? yeah, you know his the books. art of the deal or something. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. the thing is, it it's different than it's, it's different like reading a book that someone wrote, written than you know like sitting there and just have like a casual conversation. It's like we can be in t-shirt, we're just in a locker room and just talk about like you know drinking tea or whatever, just talk about stuff. I wonder how he was able to. You know, regardless of what you think of him, that person has has gone through more personal attacks than anybody, and yeah. and and Talk he about could ar- a tough skin person. And maybe some of the attacks are true, and maybe some are false. But like, how does he? How did he personally or psychologically deal with all of that while he yeah. was trying to be president? Now, maybe he didn't do too well, and that's why he kind of like, I don't know, flipped out after the election and all, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. It's interesting to see because like sometimes you just want to talk to people that one, you either don't agree or you're just fascinated by like, okay, they, they, they got so much hate. Like how are they doing right now? And, and what are they thinking? You know, because like it, it's too common to say like, I want to meet Jess, Jet Li. I want to make Jackie Chan and stuff like that. You know? Well, I don't even know what I, you know, we've had like, you know, actors and, and actresses and, on the show and Sometimes it's interesting, sometimes it's not, but it usually has nothing to do with their act. All you know about them from their acting is what the person they pretend to be is like. Yeah. You don't know what Jackie oh, Chan's yeah. like. You just don't you just know that that whoever he's pretending to be, you just know what that character is like. Yeah. Yes, it's totally true. Airbnb has changed my life. If anything, they have made my life so much better. Like I used to live in Airbnbs. I I lived in over a hundred or 200 different Airbnbs over a three-year period. And I loved it. I loved, I became a really good guest of Airbnbs and I got to know lots of hosts. So when I initially owned a house, I, of course, the first thing I thought was I'm going to turn my house into an Airbnb because I travel a lot. So why leave my house unused when I can make a side income by letting others Airbnb my house or come to stay in my house as guests and having my own Airbnb or, or being a host for Airbnb has allowed me to do just that. 
And I've met other hosts. I've actually spoken at Airbnb's host conference. I think it was in 2017. I met so many just nice hosts. It's a great community. And I love, you know, turning my own home into an Airbnb. Like I'm traveling to Austin next month. My home's going to be an Airbnb while I'm away and I'll stay in an Airbnb. I'd rather stay in like a three-story house Airbnb than in one tiny hotel room in, in the middle of Austin during South by Southwest. So listen, while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who are just letting their house sit empty, who've never thought about it or didn't realize their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, then you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Daylight savings time is starting up again. Okay, podcast is over. That's all you needed to know. But why do we have uh, daylight savings time? Answer, to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting your clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day that initial, when we initially start daylight savings. But if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. This is such a brilliant idea for a business, and ZipRecruiter did it. So ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. I've used ZipRecruiter particularly as a potential employee, and I still to this day get messages every day. James Aldacher, would you like to apply to be VP of entertainment at NBC or whatever. So there's just nonstop emails. Like I got five or six emails today because of, because a year ago I signed up for ZipRecruiter. So spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I'd be curious to find out what uh, Larry David is like. Oh, that would be funny, yeah. Yeah, Larry yeah. David's a good one. And, and again, like Larry David is interesting because if you read about him, First off, if you see him on TV, he always comes across as this like really obnoxious, you know, almost hateful type of person who's very funny. But in real life, I don't think he's quite like that. I think that's a little bit like him, but I think he actually is a good leader of people. I mean, he ran the most successful TV show ever, Seinfeld, and he kept all the actors motivated throughout. And obviously, Curb Your Enthusiasm, everyone enjoys working on that, who, who I've ever spoken to. I mean, we've had a lot of Curb Your Enthusiasm actors on the show, and they all think Larry's amazing. So he is a good leader of people, interestingly. So yeah, he'd probably be interesting to meet. But, you know, again, like Jay, we've tried to get many people on the podcast, and I can't think of anyone yeah. that I'm, like, dying right now. Like, my life is over if I can just get this one person. That's I don't why think there's anyone I'm so like often that. on the podcast now. 
<laughs> exactly. We've right. Had, it's, it, well, it's true. I've, I've, I've run out of the Obamas of the world that I really want to talk to. So, although I would right. want to talk to Barack Obama, that, that's for sure. I mean, I reached out to him and the PR person is like, no, he's not doing any uh, media interview. And then two weeks later, you see Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen's podcast. <laughs> Barack Obama was doing a podcast with Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> yes. Well, see, he's just having fun, though. That's just it. It's like an ex-president can just have fun. Except for, like, except for Trump. He can't really have fun right yeah. now. He's not really having fun. But uh, anyway, this guy, Eunice Herej, who made this list um, from Tokyo to New York, 10 people I would like to meet while cruising the U.S. He says he'd like to meet Nassim Taleb, have it, take a walk with him. Yep. He says Michelle Obama, uh, Adam Grant, uh, who's been on the podcast. He's a, a really great writer, business writer and, and psychologist. Ryan Holiday, who's been on the podcast a gazillion times. Tim Ferriss, who's been on the podcast, and I've been on his. And Dinner with Will Smith would be interesting. He says that. And, and Mark Manson, who's been on the podcast, wrote Will Smith's autobiography. So he's described what it's like to have dinner with Will Smith. He says Will is like amazingly charismatic. Like he makes you feel... And people say this about Bill Clinton too. He makes you feel like you're the most important person in the world. Yeah. And I always find that interesting. Like when we met Bill Clinton, first off, Clinton was talking a lot with Robin and it was at this like poker <laughs> charity event. And I was sitting at the poker table and for the first time, like in an hour, I finally got a decent hand. I got dealt a pair of jacks. And for like, I kept looking for like 20 minutes. This is when I first met Robin. And so, or like a few weeks later, and I kept looking over. Clinton was like getting closer and closer, talking to Robin. <laughs> and so I, I, threw, I didn't even play my pair of jacks. I flew it into the car, you know, into the pile of cards, and and left the hand, and just to kind of see what was going on over there. And Bill, it's really true. Bill Clinton does make you feel like you're the most important person in the room. Like he he kind of talks very softly, so you sort of have to lean in to hear him. And he starts saying things like, "Ah, you remind me." Of, you remind me of my friend Bubba back home. Like he's like a brother to me. And by the time the conversation's over, you're really thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, am I now best friends with Bill Clinton? Like, are we gonna gonna talk to each other on the phone every day or two? Like what's happening here? And he, he does make you feel like suddenly like really close well, to him. I, I was just talking to him about Ghana and the roads and the World Bank and how horrible it is and how, you know, they only create the roads for the, you know, the cocoa and, and the all of those things and all the food is rotting up in the north and the food can't get down to the people. Oh, I had a whole thing I was talking to him about. I'm sure he was like, huh, okay. So yeah. if you want to know what I was I don't talking think about, that's I what I was talking like about. Okay, now you do know a lot about those things, but, and so I'm not, this is not a discredit to you, but I don't think that's what he was interested in at all when he was talking to you. Like, well, <laughs> Yeah, I have a funny story. Like before I before I knew I'm gonna meet President Clinton, my ex girlfriend had to prep me things not to say. So <laughs> like what? I can say intern. Oh and then I can Oh yeah, don't know, say the word intern. Around what? yeah. Because <laughs> oh. Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> okay. Weren't we gonna have Monica Lewinsky on the podcast at one point? No, no, no. She I think she was, but then uh but then but then it it didn't it didn't it didn't work out. That was pre-pandemic. I think two years pre-pandemic. Yeah, huh. yeah. She had a book coming out or something like that. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, that's right. I, Jay, you were there too. Like you met Bill yeah. Clinton. Yeah, like he is great. Like you know, but he and he is is very charming. So it's I think it's some type of like 
like skill set that you know. I Remember, I great and charming are two different things. And, and also, from <laughs> this right, conversation, it seems like it's only the guys that are getting charmed. And Robin was quite indifferent, so there's something wrong. <laughs> I was like, oh, I talked to you him know? about I talked to him about Africa, and and yeah. I'm like, I'm his best friend. <laughs> oh like, my gosh, I'm his best friend. I mean, I was talking about some serious issues that I have, and right. he was listening. Uh, anyone that will listen right to there. my problems that I have about the world. No one really cares. <laughs> right. Well, I care. I care about your problems with the world. I have, anyway, to, I, I, I have to check to make sure they don't include me. I'm, I'm surprised that he didn't, I mean, Eunice didn't, it didn't include uh, Clinton in there. I felt like, you know, if Clinton were to do like a masterclass in uh, charisma, I think that would do, do well. <laughs> yeah, but- no, but here's the problem. There's too many... There's some no, bad stuff. Actually, that the Clinton Foundation hasn't been doing well lately. I, oh. I think in part because of his well, ties with Jeffrey Epstein. Like yeah. you saw, oh, saw Jeffrey right. Epstein's plane like thirty serious. times. So, oh, God about that. Oh, so yeah. there's a whole slew of people brought down stuff. there. And, and the thing is, we'll never really know. So the best strategy is to just not include. You know. That's not your circle. Is the people who, the circle of people around Jeffrey Epstein so are, are not in anyone else's circle anymore for good reason. <laughs> yes. So, and also what, what, but, one thing. All right. So one thing oh, I found interesting about this list is it was not only you know who would you like to meet, but for each one there's an activity. Mm-hmm. You know, for someone it's a do? walk. Yeah. For some I think that uh, is so and cool. What's interesting is that for like for James, he chose a brunch. I'm not sure what screams yeah. brunch about James. You know, but you know, uh, yeah. You know what? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I James, that. James yeah, loves actually. bacon. It's true. it's true. I do love bacon. But like everybody else, like a walk with Nassim Taleb, that does seem the sort of thing you would do with Nassim Taleb. It's good that uh, he didn't do the nine hole um, a golf game with you, James. Right, but he yeah. did nine hole a nine hole golf game with Michael Jordan. Although he better leave his wallet at home because you know uh, Michael Jordan could maybe is a heavy gambler on golf. A Tesla uh, ride with oh, Elon right. Musk. That's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Afternoon tea with Kate Blanchett. I don't. I guess yeah. I could see her as an afternoon see, tea sort of person. Well, you know what? I I think this list is great. But what about like playing chess with James or playing ping pong with James? Like something I enjoy. Well, doing. because they know his. You know, you know, he's gonna lose. But you know what would be really interesting <laughs> if he flipped the list, right? So like rather than have a wolf with Tim Ferriss. Maybe Tesla right with Tim Ferriss. Maybe a Tesla right with Elon Musk. Maybe a Ford right with Te- Elon Musk. You want to keep keep them on the toe and uncomfortable, so you know that you will have more provoking conversations. Well, nobody should want a Tesla ride with me because they would <laughs> die pretty quickly. I know. I don't even drive. So that's an AI function. So yeah, <laughs> automatic driving. Uh, but look, I challenge anyone else. Log on to Notepad N O T E P D dot com. And tell us the people you would like to meet. Maybe we can make some some dreams come true. Who knows? Yeah, uh, we know we know a lot of people. Uh, the whole list of people who have been on the podcast. And just so people know, Notepad.com is how I track my own ten ideas a day, which I've been writing about for two decades, maybe. And and I write about always how it it helped me and gave me opportunities and made me more creative and so on. And people kept asking me to make a website where you could not only write your ideas, but if you make them public, you could you could search people's ideas, all the public idea lists. You could search my ideas and read my idea lists every day because I, I try to post every day and check it out. But in particular, this one, this idea list is 10 yeah, people you would meet zooming around the US. Yeah, it's great. 
Thank you.